Welcome everyone to the Healing Place Podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock. Excited to have you here with us, listening in, and also excited to have another wonderful guest. I will be doing some introductions in just a moment, but just wanted to welcome you here first to this space filled with motivation and inspiration and healing stories. Welcome everybody. And I am super excited to have with me today, Bob Lancer, and here he is here to talk about schoolsupportmotivation.com and then also his role with uh, Seven Mindsets. So welcome, Bob. Thank you, thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be with you, Terry. Absolutely, I'm just absolutely thrilled to have you here. So talk to me about what it is you do. I change minds. Okay, that's a great answer. I I change minds or at least I facilitate people who want to change their minds. Because if you really look at the suffering that you're going through in life, it's all about your mind. It's not really what's going on in your circumstances, it's how you're thinking about those circumstances. Right. So the the way out of our suffering is not by trying to control and manipulate our environments, as much as it is to free ourselves from the mental suffering we're putting ourselves through. So that's primarily the work I do. I work with parents and teachers primarily uh, to help them in accessing their true self when it comes to working with children and to liberate the children's true self. And then I also work with, with adults who are either in an abusive relationship or recovering from one because it's all about changing your mind. Yes. I read one of the most powerful books I've read was Dr. Wayne Dyer's Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. Is that? Yeah, I worked with him uh, personally. Him and I had a personal relationship. Oh, well, he's just, I mean, he's like my idol because, one, I love his his philosophies um, on life. And it is true how you look at life. Yeah. What was most interesting with Wayne that I found out was not so much what he said, but whenever I uh, would work with him personally, the energy that came through was remarkable and always... Every time I, every time I w- would, would be in personal contact with him, my life would shift in a major way. Oh, I got goosebumps because it was yeah, when I... Before, when I just dis- first parenting book, which was called Parenting with Love Without Anger or Stress. Yeah, when I discovered him, I, I'm telling you, and I talk about it in my book, and I talk about it uh, you know, when I give speeches, and I say, I experienced a shift, and, and that happened in 2013, and it was just uh, such a powerful change in my life that that happened um in letting go of a lot of the trauma well he's um, probably right here with us right now i know yeah that's, i think that's why i had all those little gooseys on my arm so <laughs> that's yeah. wonderful so yeah what is what is seven mindsets the seven mindsets are the mindsets demonstrated by the happiest and most successful people throughout history as determined by the most uh, thorough research project into the psychology of happiness and success that's ever been conducted. We boiled them down to seven mindsets, seven ways of thinking about the world, about your circumstance, about the present moment. And they're simple enough to teach to children. So we're actually bringing this seven mindsets education through social emotional learning curriculums into the school system, elementary, uh, middle and high schools, we've reached about 500,000 kids wow. internationally so far. The sevenmindsets.com website is amazing. The work I do is I train 
parents and teachers through seminars and also through phone coaching in employing the seven mindsets because as you employ them in your relationship with the child, the child adopts them as the power to live his or her ultimate life. Very cool. Very cool. Well, very, very yeah. cool. I, I mean, again, teaching, and we had talked just for a second before we started recording, when you can teach the parents and teach, well, it's all about trauma-informed, you know, being trauma-informed. And so you teach a child, and you're talking about self, um, you know, self-awareness, right? And then being aware of what's happening with themselves and um... self awareness plus social awareness. Yes. All of the self competencies are are, are are addressed in the in the seven mindsets. Tremendous curriculums. You know, when you go to seven you'll just be completely inspired by by the material. We're actually able to teach kids how to live, how to live to their full potential, how to live with their their joy throttle fully on, how how to find and focus on their gifts. It's, it's an amazing program, and it's preparing kids to be able to solve the problems that they're going to be facing in the world. I don't think it's an accident that these mindsets have been revealed, discovered. We know how to train people in them, and the results are amazing. In my, in my own life, it's, it's just tremendous. What it does is it rewires the brain from the trauma patterning into success and happiness patterning. It literally liberates the true self from the shackles of the trauma patterns that we received in early childhood. I love that. Yes, yes. Yes. I, again, and I think I think about, you know, like the habit formation, and I've talked to people about this as well, is that my trauma, I thought I was broken forever. I thought I was just going to be stuck in this panic attacks and anxiety and depression and the, this loop of, of, of just suffering that's from it. The, that's the basic, the basic nature of the trauma is a feeling of being permanently trapped in it. Yes, right. Because we, because we identify ourselves with that pattern, and it seems like there's nothing I can do to free myself from it. I am forever broken. Yes, and once I realized that I could change my habits and thereby change with brain plasticity studies, and as I started to research that and realized that I could create new habits that would then create new neuron pathways that would... And it became, it was a practice. I mean, obviously, yeah. And it's not just for those who feel stuck in trauma. It's, you know, I just recently did a post for, for a website called End Parent Frustration. Yeah. In your brain. Because all the frustration that a parent goes through has nothing to do with what's really going on. When you're experiencing frustration, you're trying to basically fit a square peg into a round hole. You're trying to, to function in the present context of the situation with a pattern that's creating opposition and resistance for you, right? right? Where does that come from? Why are you choosing a pattern of working with this child that's not working? Right. Because you're stuck in a pre-programmed reaction pattern, right? right? And so when we let go of that pre-programmed reaction pattern, and then we practice this new mindset for approaching the situation, Everything changes. For, for example, if, let's say a parent is, is, is telling a child to come into the house from play, and the child ignores the parent. So a parent's first reaction might be not toward the child not cooperating, but all of a sudden the parent is reacting to blatant defiance. This kid is not respecting me. And then they react with this anger and aggression toward blatant defiance, which may not even be happening. The kid may not have the self-control to pull himself away from play. Right. He may not have actually heard you, 
right? He may be so caught up in his play that you're just background noise. His impulses are too, are too strong. So why interpret it that way? Because that was the parenting reactions you received when you didn't cooperate. It was taken personally. So the parent gets stuck in this loop. Now the child is being traumatized. And the nature of that trauma is to the child, to all children, to all of us who were traumatized in childhood is my real self doesn't actually exist because the feedback I'm getting from my environment isn't confirming what I'm feeling and needing. So the child starts to feel like I don't matter. And they start a pattern of devaluing themselves when they're not getting what they want. That becomes a crushing blow. So what we do in, in the work that I do is I coach parents to get free using a process I call the method as well as the seven mindsets to get to stop identifying the automatic reaction pattern to be able to step back and bring a different mindset into the process. The mindset of the most successful and happy people, we apply that to parenting goals. Okay. We apply it to teachers' goals. And that's what I, my next question was. So you work with teachers, but you also work with parents. Primarily, I work with parents. I do seminars for teachers, kind of an inspirational introduction to the seven mindsets to get them using it in their own lives. Sevenmindsets.com goes in and does comprehensive teacher trainings and preparing them uh, to use the the seven mindsets portals to bring the curriculum into the school system. So I work with teachers on a more inspirational level, but with parents, I do phone coaching. Okay. I work with parents all week long on coaching them through their challenges to help them to employ the seven mindsets instead of their old reaction patterns. Once, you, if to the degree that you're frustrated, you're stuck in a reaction pattern, you're not matching your response to what's actually happening in the present moment. So they wake up to reality and get out of the dream, the trance that right. was induced by the trauma or simply old emotional programming they learned in early childhood. Right, and I tell people, People say, gosh, you radiate joy after all the stuff you've been through, Terry. How do you do it? And I say, because, again, it's a mindset of you can still be happy even within chaos. Not only that, one of the things that I teach people is I teach people that joy is the true currency. Yeah. Like a lot of people think, well, I need a a, a relationship. I need my kids to behave. I need more money in order to be happy. The opposite is actually true. So we've all mastered how to live in misery, right? Right. Now, what I train people in is how to live in joy, how to actually trust that feeling, that sense of joy in the present moment as your golden compass, right? So right. If, if I were to sell you a pair of shoes and you put, or you try on these new shoes, you don't go in your head to figure out if they're right for you. You go into your foot. And if it feels really good to your foot, you say, yes, these shoes are good for me. That's how to navigate through every moment. When you're not feeling at peace, secure, safe, harmonious, empowered, it's not because of what's happening. It's because of how you're reacting to it. In other words, you're not functioning in line with your true nature, your true being. You're mismatching yourself in the way you're living through this moment. The only way you know you're getting it right is because you feel good, harmonious, whole, true, deep down inside. Right. Wow. It's developing a a sixth sense, the ability to feel your inner state. Yes. Feel how harmonious you are in the present moment. And then the hard part is to trust it. Right. Like if you're in a crisis, if you're in chaos, what most people trust 
just getting all upset, getting worked up, getting overwhelmed with emotion. Right. But if you were to trust inner peace and say, you know what, the only thing I have to work on in this situation is being centered. Right. And, and, and through practice, I teach them how to get centered. And when you're living in that centered space, you have no more problems. That was my next question was, is, is a lot of this about living in the now? Because that's one of the things I taught myself was about experiencing what is happening in this moment. I just took a nature walk this morning and um, found a big, beautiful leaf that had a hole in it that was in the shape of a heart. And so I, I find hearts everywhere and I love it. And so, so I stopped and I took a picture of it, but it's about, and I think I see that because I live more here in this moment right. than in the past or Absolutely. worrying about the future. It's experiencing the now. Yeah, my, my most recent book, that came out several years ago, it was called Lighten Up, How to Harness the Power of Happiness to Create the Life You Want. And that book came from my revelation that all of my suffering was coming from my mind. Yeah. And basically every paragraph a person reads in that, it liberates them from identifying with the mind. What was it called again? Lighten Up. You can get it on Amazon. Okay. I recommend the latest edition to it. I'll be happy to send you a, a gift copy. Oh, thanks. I'll send you a so, you know, and, and I noticed there was something on your website that spoke about not thinking love instead, right? Just love. Not, yeah, I just, I just launched an ebook this weekend. Yeah. Stop yeah. thinking, just love. Yeah. And so, and that's the key. See, but the, it, not thinking requires two things. Number one, it takes the presence of your awareness to notice when you're thinking. But then it takes the courage to stop thinking. Yes. To stop counting on thought to solve your problems to tell you who you are and to tell you what's going on. So when I'm working with people, one of the things, one of the sayings I share is, the devil rules your thoughts, God rules reality, right? Because if you live automatically, the more time you spend in your thoughts, the more you really feel like living in life is living in hell. Mm -hmm. And a lot mm -hmm. of people feel like they are living in hell. And if you really examine that experience consciously, you'll see, well, I'm living in my mind. I'm thinking of myself as helpless. I'm thinking of this person as having the power to hurt me. I'm thinking of my future in a way that makes me feel desperate. And so we've been programmed since early childhood to go to our mind for the truth. So the big shift that's happening in the world in human evolution right now is learning to let go of the mind so that you stop giving power to your problems. And when you live in the present moment with just direct awareness, you find your ability to feel harmonious and joyful and at peace for no reason. Yes, that's beautiful. I love it. And I could not agree more. It's about now, one of the things I learned, and I think it was probably from a Wayne Dyer book, but it was um, when a problem arises, something happens, get a flat tire, whatever it is, I now truly, 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 it doesn't mean I don't have a human reaction, you know, like, oh, but I try now to say, what is the lesson that I need to learn in this? Like, what, what, why is this happening? And so I, I take a step back from whatever I perceive is the problem and try to say, okay, there's, there has to be a lesson in this to be, to be there, found. There is, there is. And, and that's a great thing. However, right, while that works many times, many times it doesn't. Right. What happens is we get caught in an emotional reaction we can't get out of. Um, this is why in, in the work that I do with helping people recover from abusive relationships, narcissistic relationships, helping them get out of those relationships, helping them establish boundaries, 
what they're experiencing is emotional reactions that they're 100% identified with. They don't believe that it's their emotional reaction. They believe it's reality. And so that first initial, uh, that you call the human reaction, you can develop your awareness to become so alert that you recognize I'm about to think of this situation. And it's only from your thought of the situation that brings up, uh, because in reality, there's never anything going wrong. You can navigate your way through any situation with peace and poise and power. Yes. But our mind tells us, I don't want to waste time doing this. I should be doing that. You turn off the mind and you realize, no, this is where I am. Right. This is where to be fulfilled. Yes. yes. So we, we learn to count on contentment to transform our lives instead of discontentment. People think, oh, I have to be dissatisfied with the way things are to get something better. What we now know is when you focus on thoughts that place you in the state of dissatisfaction, your emotional condition will manifest more problems and chaos in your life. Right. When you're in a state of calm, serenity, and trust, and inner peace, which is taken from us through early childhood trauma, but when we can free ourselves from that trauma and get into that peace, now your energy is doing the work, your power is doing the work, your presence is doing the work. There's a harmonious influence you're having on your circumstances, so you accomplish more and more with less and less effort. Right. You learn how to stop chasing the prize, you allow the prize to come to you. Yes, I love it, I love it. What popped into my head was, my son moved to Denver in February, and so, he called me and he was in an uproar. Mom, I'm supposed to, they're, my apartment's not ready. And, blah, blah, blah. and so he was losing. And I said, hold on, hold on. You know, he's like, they, they want me to move to the sixth floor instead of the third floor. And the elevator's broken. And we're going to have to carry all this stuff, all this heavy stuff, all the way up the stairwell to the sixth floor. And I was like, buddy, oh my, it's okay. <laughs> I know. And I was like, it's, I, I was like, just calm down. Everything like happens for a reason it's going to be okay everything and so i got him settled but then he, he called me later and he was like yeah um so this is my view and he took a picture from his balcony of the mountains and he said had i been on the third floor i would have been looking at a building next door but because i had to be on the sixth floor this is what i'm looking at and i said Harry, that's how the universe works yes what the universe is essentially a garden that's all the universe is and, and what is the garden what blooms from the garden planets suns solar systems flowers human bodies right dogs everything in the universe is this the universe is this garden and it, it naturally blooms order and beauty yes naturally so when we're in frustration when we're in conflict what we're fighting against is the love that's trying to unfold a beautiful flower in our lives. And we're kicking and screaming because our imagination is telling us something is going wrong. Right. So it's learning to recognize when you're in your, in your imagination and then having the courage to trust a life without thought. That doesn't mean you don't use your mind. It just means that you're free from compulsive, habitual, unconscious thinking. Very then good. when you're conscious, you can open your mind to get an idea and you find beautiful ideas coming into you, higher intelligence guiding you. And as long as you're in a harmonious space, you get beautiful, harmonious ideas. Once you're in an unbalanced emotional state, you get negative ideas that reinforce your pain. Right. 
And I love that. And what you know what popped into my head with that was when you said that, I and mean, it just popped in, it was, was of a rose, you know, and if it's coming up, you know, the thorns are coming out of the stems. And so people are like, what is this thorny mess in my life? And then, but meanwhile, there's this bud forming, you know, at the top and it just hasn't opened yet. And so as, as you know, we're focusing on the thorns and instead of waiting patiently because it's about to blossom into this beautiful, beautiful right. flower. Yeah. And then you ask yourself, well, why do I do that? Why are so human, so many human beings so angry, right. so fearful, so stressed out, so overreactive? Why is it happening? It's the programming of our society and of the parenting that we receive. So the human race is going through a process right now of liberation because those old patterns are not sustainable. They're destroying everything. They're destroying everyone. Right. You know, and so what we find is we call it I call it consciousness activism. Okay? So we all want a more beautiful, harmonious world where there's peace and love and prosperity for all, where everybody is living a blessed life. So how do you get there? First step is you watch what you put your attention on. Because whatever you think about, you bring about. It's called the power of creative visualization. So many people are envisioning my child failing, um, my spouse betraying me, uh, the world going to hell in a handbasket, not realizing you're misusing the power of your creative visualization when you're thinking about what you don't want to bring about. Right. doesn't mean you're putting your head in the sand. It means you're letting go of your problems, getting into peace and harmony, and opening yourself up to the ideas that can guide you into creating beauty and order in your life. As you do that, you're not adding your energy to the mayhem in the world. And you're also making it easier for the people around you to find their true way. Yes. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. So who's your who's your target audience? Who who do you want to reach? Parents, teachers, and young people in leadership groups. Okay. Those are the people that I primarily work with. Um, with trauma history, without, or it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, with and without, because almost everybody has a trauma history, they just don't know it. Right. I, I, I've never met anybody who doesn't have a trauma history. Right. The person who says they came from an ideal childhood was raised to believe in denial. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's we're, true. We're taught to, to, to relate honestly with what's going wrong and what happened. Right. So every one of us, the, the society, the world that we were born into is traumatic. You know, children, infants, in the first six years of life, they have what's called the absorbent mind. So all of the influences around them, psychological and behavioral, are planted in them like a seed. It was planted in us like a seed. So we were all traumatized by the inhumanity that was going on in our household, by you know the, the, the angry reactions that were exposed to, by people just so lacking presence with their own deeper feelings. They didn't have empathy for the child. And when you have empathy for a child, it doesn't mean you kowtow to the child. It simply means that you're able to produce strategies that honor the child's sacred heart and that allow the child's heart potential to blossom in the context of imposing boundaries that are necessary. Yes, yes. Well, and children, I think one of the things that people don't think about is, you know, in working with children, these, the free-range children, the children who weren't given boundaries because children need that healthy boundary to to understand um you know who they are and to explore the, the world safely around them um 
and and to be able to to, to have respect for the boundaries in relationships. Yes, absolutely. Respect the boundaries with others, but the challenge is that many of us were raised with boundaries that were imposed incorrectly. Yes. So it, you know, so there's a section in my first parenting book called Parenting with Love Without Anger or Stress, which it's called Correcting Correctly. You know, just criticizing a child, just giving them negative feedback, just telling them to stop, just telling them he's getting it wrong, um, or, or, or reacting more harshly, is not necessarily consistent with what that child needs to develop a higher potential of behaving more consciously, more responsibly, more compassionately, with more empathy, developing, cultivating the child's sense of order. And so people will say, well, I wasn't raised with that. And it's like, well, yeah, well, so look at all your problems. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. look at what's going on in your life. So who, who's my target audience? Anyone who's frustrated. Yeah. Target audience. Because frustration means you're stuck. You're be, you're, your life is being hijacked by patterns of the past that are preventing you from connecting with what's going on right now so you can navigate your true harmonious path of love and joy, success and fulfillment in the way you interact with others. When you relate to a child that way, when you relate consciously to the child that way, not only are you sort of pressing the right buttons in the child, but also the child is developing through exposure to your parenting that same way of living. And at some point in our conversation, I'd love to get into the seven mindsets. Yeah, go ahead. Talk about it. Well, yeah. any other questions? Yeah, I mean, yeah well, well, but no, I, I, I wanted to ask about, like, what are the seven mindsets? So, okay. yeah. So, as I basically described, the seven mindsets are the mindsets or the underlying beliefs that individuals bring to the situation. These are the the mindsets that have been demonstrated by the most successful, the most highly accomplished, and the most fulfilled individuals throughout history, based on actual research. Research has further demonstrated that whatever your trauma patterns might be, whatever your emotional and behavioral programming might be, through deliberate practice of thinking differently, you can literally change your neural structure, your brain wiring literally yeah. changes. Yeah. So what seven mindsets do is you learn to use the seven mindsets in your daily life, your brain is now functioning like Einstein's brain, like Gandhi's brain, like Martin Luther King's brain, like Thomas Edison's brain, like Richard Banson's brain, like Oprah's brain. You're now working, your greatest muscle you have is your mind. And the seven mindsets maximize or fulfill the potential of the human mind to bring to bear in practical situations. So that's the overview of the seven mindsets. Okay. All right? Wonderful. So we can. you want to go through the seven sure. mindsets? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and you can really maybe take a reflect on your own life. You know, where do I employ this? Where does it get in my way? You know, like, like we can even show in, in your example of your son complaining about having to move is a great example. So the first mindset is that everything is possible. Now let's just pause for a minute there. Right. If everything is possible, you have nothing to worry about. Because your deepest dream, your greatest desire, no matter what happened to you in the past, no matter what's coming at you in the present, there's nothing standing in the way of your unlimited fulfillment and success. So when you practice approaching a situation, just remind yourself, wait a minute, now, 
everything is possible. Why would I be upset with this person? They didn't take anything from me. They didn't limit my possibilities, right? right. And one of the ways we employ the everything is possible mindset is by dreaming really big, right? Giving yourself time to really bring to mind, if you had a magic wand, right? What would you use it for right now? Right. Think about that right now. I want you to exercise this mindset right now. Think about it. If you had a magic wand and you can bring about anything your heart desires with no time and no effort, what would it be? You're now using the first mindset. This is what Thomas Edison did. Okay? You're using it. You're taking up the possibilities from your imagination. Right? And then we go deeper into the practice of each mindset. There are different dimensions. But can you sense how that changes you? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So think about, let's say, think about your relationship with your son. Anything is possible. Just think about what was something you would love to happen there and realize that it is possible. Right. There might be a little voice inside you that says it's not, and you just ignore that voice. And yeah. you allow yourself to experience that positive feeling, that positive expectation, because that's your juice. Yeah. Fuel, that's your motivation. Now, another aspect of the everything is mindset possible, everything is possible mindset, is you have to watch your thinking because you have to practice positive thinking, which, which simply means this. It simply means that you don't allow your mind to dwell on what you don't want. Yes. Right? right. So in my book, Lighten Up, I talk about my revelation, which was it's not really positive thinking that we have to be concerned about. It's negative thinking. Yeah. It's That's that whole thinking. law of attraction, right? Well, negative thinking is yeah. using the power of creative visualization to block yourself. Right? Every time you think of a person who's annoying you, you're manifesting annoying people. Right. Yes. Yes. And if you're not conscious, you think it's the other person's fault that I'm annoyed. But it's your thinking. You're thinking of yourself in a relationship with someone right now who's bothering you, and you're getting frustrated right? right so the other thing is possible mindset involves dreaming big and keeping your mind off of negative thoughts onto positive thoughts right. okay just giving sort of a very cursory introduction sure, sure. Yeah. And, and as we mentioned before for anyone listening to the show i think we mentioned this off air who mentioned this show i'll be happy to send you a free pdf of my upcoming book the seven mindsets for extraordinary parenting okay so the second mindset is the we are connected mindset. Now I want you to think about it this way. There's nothing that has no opportunity that has ever come into your life that didn't come through somebody else. Mm -hmm. You can't think of a single job you got that didn't happen through somebody. Somebody helped you along the way. Somebody got you to where you are, right? Right. And so in the we are connected mindset, what we what we focus on and teach kids to do is to leverage every relationship instead of react to the relationship. If there's someone that you're dealing with that annoys you, just ask yourself, how can I utilize this relationship better? Right? Not what's wrong with this other person, but how can I change my responses? How can I utilize? Maybe this is a relationship I need to let go of, right? right? I can blame somebody. You know, it's like I, I work with one woman. She said, I, I don't know what to do about my husband. Every night he comes home drunk, right? And I said, would you call him an alcoholic? She said, yes. I said, well, that's what alcoholics do. But then you got to ask yourself why you're there to greet him. 
right? So in our relationships, there are some relationships that we have to establish boundaries. Negative relationships, those are relationships with people who cause you to feel, when you're with them, you feel devalued, right. unsupported. Uh, you, you just don't feel a sense of trust. Now, it may not be that person, but they're triggering something negative off in you. And so typically you want to diminish your interactions with someone like that to the degree possible or go no contact if that's feasible. But you also want to recognize, you know, who are the people in my life that I can reach out to who can help me to achieve my big dream, who can help me to solve my problems. I don't have to go to alone. We're all connected. Right. Right. And one of the other factors when it comes to the we are connected mindset and kids love this part is you create, and I love it too, you create your dream team, okay? So like imagine whatever your big dream in life is, the, the kind of people you would want around you who can help you to manifest that dream. You know, who are the people? What are the roles they play? You may not have specific people in mind. You just have roles you want to fulfill. But as you envision your dream team, you start finding yourself moving toward making those connections. So the We Are Connected mindset means you want to lever leverage every relationship. You want to em embrace diversity. You want to always try to create win-win situations, right? And constantly seek, how, how can I change? You know, if I'm dealing with a difficult person, what that really means is I'm lacking skill in handling these particular personality traits. So how can I grow to better handle this relationship? Right. So do you see how that changes? Yeah. Sure. Mindset regarding relationships, you want to leverage every relationship. The next mindset, which is a great revelation and definitely is in contradiction with what so many people believe. And the reason why I say so many people believe it is right now, according to studies, over 80% of people are unhappy in their work. So the next mindset is passion first. One of the things that have been determined is that your path to the greatest level of happiness and success is leveraging your gifts and talents, finding out what you naturally love to do, what you're naturally good at, and find ways to use that to serve others and to make a good living for yourself. But if you overlook your passions because you think you have to be responsible, right, and you can't have fun in life, what you're doing is you're depriving yourself of your power. See, w w when I'm having this conversation with you, this is my gift, this is my passion. I'm more powerful during this conversation with you, Terry, than before we connected. Yes. Because right. I'm doing what I love, what empowers me. Now, so I have this conversation with many people. I, I work with quite a few very, very successful people, as well as people who are homeless. And People, no matter which position they're in, they want more money. And I say, basically, why do you want money? And everyone seems to basically believe that money gives them power. If I have money, I could take the trips I want to take. And you'll hear all this stuff on the on the internet, all these motivational videos, you know, how to become prosperous. Right. And then, then they give you the follow-up video of why that didn't work for you, right? <laughs> they keep saying, you know, so, you know, uh, I can take more trips, I can buy better clothing, I can eat better food, I, you know, money gives me power. Well, the opposite is true, okay? What if I said to you this, I will, I will give you all the money in the world, 
if you give me all of your power. Right. Well, if you have no power and you have $10 billion in cash sitting on your kitchen table, but you don't have the power to pick it up and use it, the money's of no value to you. But what if I said, you give me all of your money and I'll give you infinite power, assuming I could do that. Of course you take the deal because with infinite power, you can get all the money you want. So what people want is power, the power to manifest your heart's desire, right? right? Power. Power is joy, Terry. When you're in a state of joy and fulfillment and ecstasy, you're at the height of your power. Yes. You're all the great things. You're repelling other things. You're being the most creative you can be. You're being the most productive you can be. And so what we do is joy is the golden compass. When you ask yourself in this present moment, what do I really want to do with my life? What do I really want to do with myself right now? What is my path of joy, of power? Every time you do it, you get empowered, and that makes you more productive, and that makes you more successful and more fulfilled in the moment. So passion first means find out what you love to do. Pursue your interests. I love to read classical literature because I love not only the experience of beauty I get from it, but because I want to be a great writer. Right. It's my path. I may not ever get there this lifetime, but if there's reincarnation, there's going to be a lifetime when I'm going to be the next Balzac. Right. right? It's right. going to happen because I'm paying my dues and I'm not concerned with the outcome. Right. I'm concerned with the timing. I'm just living my life to the fullest right now. And I just, I personally discovered this when I was 21. And I will tell you that for my entire adult life, I've done exactly what I want to do. I've been a writer, an inspirational speaker, and a wisdom teacher and coach for people. That's all I ever wanted to do. And I, I'm, I did it. And, and people will say, well, you're a writer. You make a living. I'm alive. Right. I'm alive. And, and every day I wake up, I'm going to do just what I want to do. From the minute I wake up, because I count on power, I don't sacrifice power for money or for approval or for anything else. What is power? Joy. Yes. Love. Yes. That's how you know you're in an empowered state. So that's the next mindset, passion first. Yes, and the one thing that I found in that, in doing what I love and pursuing that, because I own a business, but then, and I do that, you know, during the day, and then my daughter said, um, I was like, oh, I'm so tired this morning. I was up till two o'clock, and she said, why were you up till two o'clock? And I said, oh, I was writing, you know, writing a book, and I had to do some editing on the podcast, and I blah, 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 and I, she was like, well, why would you stay up? I said, because, I get so into it, I'm not paying any attention to the time. And then I looked at the clock and I was like, oh my gosh, it's 1.59 a.m. And I was like, I gotta go to bed. Because I was just caught up in the joy of it. I was caught up. You're in the zone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And if you get to the final mindset, you'll see that that's key. Right. So we've got, so we've got everything is possible. We are connected. How I treat you is how I treat me. And we've got passion first. The next one, 100% accountability in every situation. So in order to apply this, you have to face who do you tend to blame when you get upset? Right. No matter who you're blaming, you are the creator of what happened to you. You made the choices that brought you into that situation. And if you take accountability, you can learn from that situation. You can realize, okay, I need to make better choices. 
I didn't recognize the signs that I was going to be, let's say, loaning money to this person who was going to betray me. Now I'm a little bit better at, at, at recognizing the signs. It's not that I condemn that person. I thank that person as my teacher to help me to grow. There's one thing we know about the universe, that nothing ever changes. Now, everything changes, but nothing changes. So here's how nothing ever changes. No matter what you do, you will always find yourself right where you need to be for your next step in growth. You can't get it wrong. Right. You get it wrong, you're going to be right where you need to grow. You get it right, you're going to be right where you need to grow. You're going to be facing the challenges you need to go to your next level. So 100% accountable means notice when you're blaming, notice when you're making excuses, and don't beat yourself up. That's not being accountable. Right. Lift yourself up. What did I do to bring this about? What do I need to do differently to bring something else about? And if I don't know what to do now, everything is possible. I'm going to keep my mind open. I might reach out that we are connected. One thing I can always know what to do, though, is to follow my passions, follow my bliss, do what I love right here or now. Like, there was a story of my own life back years ago when I was living in Phoenix, Arizona. Now I live in a place called, a lovely area called Decatur, Georgia. But when I was in, in, in Phoenix, Arizona, I was going through a major life transition, and I was going through a, a period of real distress, and I started to really panic about money. I didn't realize I had this programming from my dad who grew up during the Depression, really panicking about money. And all I wanted to do was write, but I kept telling myself when I would sit down to write, you know, when you're writing, you're not making a living. Yeah. And so I got broken, 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 and wrote nothing. Finally, I decided, you know, this isn't working. So I'm just, I may go broke, but I'm going to write about it while it's happening. So I just started writing, and my energy picked up, and the money picked up, and everything worked out for me by doing what I love. Right. Okay, so 100% accountability is really be on guard when you're blaming someone. Even, even road rage, you're blaming that other person for your intense emotional reaction to their driving. Yes. You don't have to necessarily react that way. Right. You don't have to give yourself conniptions because someone is, is driving. So you don't have to start going into mental thoughts of, well, who does he think he is? And he can't treat me like I don't count and all this kind of stuff. I'll show him that I'm better. I'm superior. Right? right. So, so we are 100% accountable for the results we get. And that means we want to look at what can I do right now for the results I want. Right. So it's a question. So what, this is a mindset. Okay. Um, any questions at this point? No, it, what, the one thing that popped in my head with that was, I wrote about that in, in my book, and it was, um, you know, when I'm sitting in a light and the person in front of me is texting and the light turns green, and I used to just be like, oh, you know, get out of the way. And now I say, okay, maybe they're saving me from an accident at the next intersection. Maybe that person's mother is dying in the hospital and they are getting an urgent text. And so I'll send off a little prayer that I hope everything's okay because it then becomes not about, they're not doing what they're doing to irritate me. It just so happens I'm behind them. And so then now I've, I've again, just, I let it go. I let it go. That's the thing. The thing that triggers up the trauma pattern is when we're not being paid attention to because what happens in early childhood is the child is feeling lonely, disconnected, helpless, dependent, and no one is responding in a way to alleviate that. 
So the child is experiencing this feeling of complete powerlessness. So there's both the depression that comes with that, but also the rage that starts to manifest later. With, as soon as someone's not being attentive to our needs, we are reacting as if they are really overpowering us, dominant. They're trying to make me return to this traumatic state. Right. So what goes on unconsciously? Paying attention, being conscious is so important. Yes. Well, the next uh, mindset is in some ways the most fun. Science has done a tremendous amount of research on this. Um, and it is probably the simplest one. It's the attitude of gratitude. See? Mm -hmm. Focusing on what's working, focusing on what there is to appreciate, instead of focusing on what's not working and what you don't appreciate. doesn't mean you don't pay attention when things aren't working, but it means you don't dwell on it to the point of feeling dissatisfied, unhappy, and ungrateful. Because when you look around you, and you just look right now, like what's one thing in your office there that you're grateful for? Right. The smell of my beautiful fall candle that's burning right now. My office smells delightful. <laughs> come, come up with something else. Something else that I'm thankful for? Right oh, right my, sweet, my sweet labradoodle sitting next to me. Again, one more thing. One more thing. Um, the fact that I'm here talking to you and have this podcast. Now, do you see how your mind just worked? Everyone watching saw your eyes go up to the right and above, and your mind started working in a particular way. Mindsets change your mind. They change your brain. They change your chemistry. They change your neural system. You just deliberately applied the gratitude mindset. And what science has determined, and you just can Google this, anyone can Google this, you know, the, this, the benefits of gratitude. You know, Oprah talks about this, how she, as soon as she started keeping a gratitude journal, her whole life transformed miraculously. But it takes discipline yeah. because, you know, it's so easy to walk around your home and you notice a cobweb and you notice some dust and you notice a stain on the upholstery. And then, you, and then before you know it, you feel overwhelmed. There's just too much to do and you're negative. But if you shift that and focus on, you know, there's a stain on the upholstery, but I have upholstery, you know, yes. there's a cobweb in the corner and I have a broom to clean it off with. You know, if you focus on what you can be grateful for, even try focusing on being, not try, be grateful for your problems. Find reasons to be grateful for your problems. What can I gain from this? How can this be beneficial to me? How can the way that person hurt me, how can I benefit from that experience? What is there to feel grateful about what that person did? Well, I mean, if you believe that everything is possible, you realize no matter what somebody did to you in your past, it doesn't change the limitless opportunities of your present. Right. They can make you stronger, more resilient. By focusing on what there is to be grateful for, what you have that's working, you know, and even going back to everything is possible mindset, one of the practices is focus on the reasons why you can. Right? Yeah. So if you think about, let's say, right now, try it if you would, Terry. I want you to think about like your biggest your your biggest dream. Got it. Like, do you feel comfortable sharing it? Sure. I mean, my goal is to reach a million people with my story of hope. Through okay, my books, yeah. through my podcasts, through my speaking engagements, reach okay. a million people. So tell me, what's one reason why you why you think you can do this? What's one reason that supports your belief that it's possible? That it's possible? Yeah, what's one reason? Um, golly, because um, I'm determined. <laughs> now, if, if everybody watching this video, they just saw your eyes again. 
Right. You, you worked your mind in a particular way. You focused on the reasons why you can, and then empowered you with the belief that you can. Right. So the everything is, is, is possible mindset is reinforced by focusing on the reasons why you can. The attitude of gratitude is, is, is why should you be grateful? What is there to be grateful for regarding every moment? Mm -hmm. Did you, gratitude is nothing but a choice that we can make through the practice of it. It takes discipline to refocus our mind because if you were raised in the typical household, people were focused a lot on what was going wrong. Right? And they were worried. But what we know now is being grateful for what's working empowers you to produce more than being worried about what's not. These are mindsets. These are things we can practice deliberately. So the next time you're frustrated with your child's behavior, ask yourself what you're grateful for. Aren't you grateful that, that this kid is alive? Right? The next time you, you, your child talks back at you in a sassy manner, right? aren't you grateful that he has a voice? Aren't you grateful that he has the strength to stand up for himself? Aren't you grateful that you have this moment to be with him that you could actually turn into quality time, even if it is a teaching moment? Aren't you grateful for this opportunity for you to grow to improve your reactions to his actions? Right? Because control of circumstances always begins with controlling our reactions to our circumstances. So if you can manifest your ability to live in gratitude, you're shaping your mind to work like the most highly accomplished, most prosperous, and most fulfilled human beings that ever lived. This is all human beings now with a specific map for fulfilling the human potential. Yes. Each and every moment. Next mindset, you ready for the next one? We yes. have two more to do. All right, number six. Live to give. Live to give, yes. Live to give. Now most people think, oh, I want more. But what we found is the key to real happiness and success is giving more. Stretch yourself. When you stayed up till two in the morning, you were giving more of yourself, right? Working on your podcast. Stretch yourself. The more you give, if you want to know, well, what do I do? Instead of being worried about making more money, think about ways that you can, what you can do to contribute more, right? So, you know, when it comes to making a living with passions first, we say, what would you do for a living? If money was no object, that's what you should be doing for a living. Right. And, and for the live to give, it's like, you know, I'm not getting paid to do this podcast. I love doing this podcast with you. I love meeting you. I'm connected with a highly conscious being who's on a great spiritual path. I must be amazing. Right. right? To, have, to, to have a connection with someone like you with this wonderful dream, wonderful vision, wonderful service, loving heart. I mean, I, there's nobody on the planet with a more loving heart than you have. And you're connecting with me? Oh my goodness, there must be something special, right? And so the live to give is, I love giving this information to people. I love touching your heart the way I just touched it. Right. That's a gift. And we give in two ways. We give by, you know, let me give you one quick example. I, get, I, do, also, I do seminars for salespeople using the seven mindsets for extraordinary sales. And this one salesperson complained to me, said, you know, I'm trying to meet this guy, you know, to sell my product. He doesn't care about me. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't want to see me. I'm the lowest on totem pole. So my advice to him was make yourself more valuable to him. The, the live to give means leave with value. What can you do for him to make you more valuable to him? Maybe you can send him an email that relates to a product that he has and show him ways. 
But there's always ways, if you make your mindset of, how can I give more? The more you give, the more you will receive. And when you're really contributing to someone's life, when you're contributing in a meaningful way, that's not only going to make you rich, it's going to make you happy. I was just going to say, it brings you joy. I find joy in that. I find joy in giving to others. Like this podcast of saying, how many guests I've had on and I've told beforehand, you know, I want you to shine your light. I yes, want, this yes, is this yes. is my my point is to is to allow you and they all I've had so many be like oh well thank you because I that's that brings me joy to know that they're able to be out there and, and help brighten the world with their light. So you're following the path of the joy by giving. So there's two ways to give. One is to give. The other is to receive graciously. Yeah. To receive graciously. To recognize. I so appreciate you for inviting me on this podcast. I so appreciate your intention for wanting my light to shine. Doesn't that make you feel better? I'm giving to you by receiving gracefully. And the other way to receive gracefully is to thank it forward. To think about other people I can give to to express my gratitude for what you are doing for me. Right? Who can I help? Who can I give to, not to directly give back to you, but to give to the universe is my way of saying thank you for Terry. Thank you for bringing Terry into my life. Who can I help? How can I be more helpful to other people? The more you give, the more you receive. Yeah. Okay. And so in our society, if you look at commercials, TV commercials, they're almost all about getting. You know, your happiness is to get a new car. Your happiness is to go on a trip to Tahiti. Your happiness is to win the lottery. Your happiness is to get, 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 get. And people who are on the get are down. Yes. They're down. People who are on the take. The takers, they're yes. They're down. Yes. You're always living in lack and scarcity. When you're on the give, you're expressing abundance, and you're going to manifest more of it. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Aren't these amazing? I love it. And we're teaching them to elementary school kids. That's fantastic. Go to sevenmindsets.com, and these kids are learning how to live. Yes. And then the last one um, is the time is now. And you and I talked about this earlier, living in the present moment. Right. The time is now. See, not later and not yesterday. Now is the time to make your life count. Now is the time to decide how to use this moment to its fullest capacity. Leverage the present moment. Don't worry about the past. Don't worry about the future. Get into the now and focus on getting in the zone right now. Right. How do you make this moment count? How are you living in this present moment? Those are the seven mindsets. So right now, I'm going to ask you, regarding the time is now, what can you do, Terry, right now to improve your life? Well, one, to say thank you and to welcome that love you were sending me before. Because, <laughs> no. yeah, it brings me joy. It makes my heart happy. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so as soon as I ask you that question, your mind starts working. Right. Okay. How do I make this now, this present moment, how do I make this present moment the, the most wonderful moment it could possibly be? Because I don't know if I have another. See, life is, a, life is like a series of building blocks. The better I live now the better my life later, mm-hmm. the better I live now. So if I'm, my mind is stuck in worry, 
I can't get into the now. Right. So the work I do with people is these are all wonderful ideas, but how do you actually live it on a more and more consistent basis? To me, you need constant coaching. And that's what I offer people. It's telephone coaching. And it's very reasonable. Anyone who listens to the show can have a complimentary session with me. Just contact me and I'll be happy to give you that. Because we need the continual support to bring this stuff to life and to overcome some of those automatic emotional patterns. You know, there are a lot of people today who are living in terror, economic terror, terror about health, terror about relationships, not just anxiety, but who are really living in terror. And some of these emotional patterns, because of their traumatic roots, are so deep, you can't just decide to think differently about your life. It doesn't work. Right. You've got to go through some kind of a deep internal process so that you're no longer identifying with those patterns. And you realize those patterns are happening to me, but I am not in those patterns. I'm observing those patterns. Once you get that liberation, now I can choose to use a different mindset. And I want to add, for people who might be listening and feel in that place, not to be discouraged because it is hard work, but it is, there's, it's such a rewarding process. It's, it's not a reward at the end. It's a rewarding process because I know when I went through a lot of it, that transition, and yes, it was changing habits, and yes, it was changing mindsets, and yes, it was, you know, becoming more, doing my positive affirmations, and the, and, but there was rewards every day as I grew. So it's called authentic living. Yeah. yeah. You're really doing what you came here to do. You're, you're gaining liberation from the lower patterns that are holding you back and accessing your higher potential to liberate your possibilities. Right. We are just human, we're not just living creatures. Human beings are living creators. You're creating everything that's gonna to happen to you through your thoughts, feelings, speech, and actions. And as you gain mastery over your application of those creative forces, you start experiencing more beauty in your life. And like you said, the process of developing that mastery is the ultimate fulfillment. Right. That work in and of itself, yes, tough work, yes, deep work. But I think more and more of us are doing that work, don't you? Yes, yes. I'm finding more more people that are getting it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I have... see on the opposite side of the spectrum, we see the backlash to it. We see the old world holding on yeah. with, with, with terror, right? Right. To, to maintain control, <laughs> right? Yeah. To continue the process of oppression, which is basically saying, "Give me the power, and I'll solve all your problems." There's right? No yeah. There's. A, I know. Watch. Sammy will probably pop up here and be like, "Hey." Got <laughs> a UPS truck drive by. And <laughs> I don't know what it is, but that's her trauma. Oh, that's that's so cute. Matt, Sammy's a squirrels. If I said squirrel, I'm surprised her head didn't pop up like squirrel. <laughs> um, so I have one question that I love to throw at all guests and it's just one of my favorites and I said I think I'm going to create a, an ebook about it of, of guests answers because I love I love the answer so if you could meet anyone in the world dead or alive who could help you on your continued journey who would that be well you know it's so redundant you've heard it a million times are you sure you want me to tell you yeah that? say it how about you guess I, I, God, I don't know. Who would it be? Well, Oprah. Oprah, okay. 
I'd love hard to understand what I'm doing in the field of I therapy. think only one person, another person has told me that, so. I, know, I would think just about everybody, because she's a gatekeeper, you know, she has, yeah. you know, anyone who can help me to reach more people so that you don't have to live in unhappiness. You know, the, the one thing I'm finding missing from a lot of the teachers out there, including people like Kate Cartoli, people that I really admire their work, but there's a, a missing piece to it. it it's, it's, it's more than just awareness. There's a process for dislodging from those pain patterns that are keeping us stuck and that are keeping us in negative reaction, particularly with our children. So, you know, someone like that who, who can recognize the changes that can be made in the field of raising our children, relating to our children, and bringing the seven mindsets to bear in that process, as well as something I call the method, that would be part of my dream team. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I love the idea of a dream team. I have to create mine. I've not heard that before. Yeah, um, and, you do it, and it doesn't have to be anyone you know. You could use people right. in history, could model after, but you think of like who you'd like to help you on the technical ends, who sure. you'd like to help you in publicity, who you'd like to help you in you know, brainstorming, who you'd like to help you as a great friend. Okay. And in the meantime, really allowing yourself to feel, if all of my relationships were ideal, what would that feel like? Right. If we're cooperative and supportive and positive, and, you know, when we're together, we're just dazzling with ideas and brilliance, and we're all on the same page, and we're focusing on the same goal, what would, what would that look like? How would that happen? Yes, and who popped into my head was Ellen, and I was like, I love how she gives and gives and gives, and um, yeah, so she'd be a great part of my team. <laughs> I love it. All right, anything else that you want to address before we, we close out? Gee, um, i I just like to once again just, you know, make the offer of, of my, my new parenting book, uh, uh, that is yet, it's going to be published, but it's available in PDF form right now, complimentary, The Seven Mindsets for Extraordinary Parenting. Um, and uh, please uh, check out sevenmindsets.com. And it, if you have a child in elementary, middle, or high school, please go to a school counselor, go to the principal, go to this child's teacher, tell them about Seven Mindsets, because your kid could be getting that education, not just at home, but at school, and that transforms lives. That's wonderful. And is it a, is it a program that they bring into the school, or do they... they bring into the school. It's, okay. it's a social-emotional learning program, an SEL program. They bring it to the school. works with existing programs. It stands alone by itself. And, um, you know, if you just go to the website, okay. you'll definitely be inspired and moved. There's oh. so many videos of schools totally transforming and watching these kids glowing and growing. And every year, Seven Mindsets puts on a... Um, uh, a, a, an event for, for teenagers, it's called the Ultimate Life Summit, where your teenager goes for like four days to the, the, held in two different cities, They're all motivational speakers and teachers of the seven mindsets, and they, they last time they were in like 17 different countries, kids from, and they all meld together for these four days of just inspiration and empowerment and getting collected oh. together. You know, that's on the website as well. That's super cool. I have a 12-year-old, so that she's instantly in my head. I was like, ooh. I have I mean, a 15-year-old and a 9-year-old. Yeah, very cool. Well, I love it. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, wonderful interview, and just um, I love what you're doing. Thank so. you. I love what you're doing, and I love you, and I love your mission, and 
Thank you so much for, for, for shining other people's light. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, again, it, it's I love you as well, and it's been wonderful, so thank you. All right, everyone, thank you for joining us today, and until next time, remember to be gentle with yourselves. Bye-bye.